0: Welcome to Tart Bites, the only podcast discussing translation between English and Arabic. Brought to you by Bushra Rubiai, CEO of Aurora Hikma. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Tart Bites. Today we have a special guest interview with Neymar Al-Arabi who is a certified translator from the UK. Nema, can you please introduce yourself?
1: Yeah of course. Uh, my name is Nema Al-Arabi. Um, I've been an English, English Arabic Arabic English translator for about 10 years now um, I studied in Egypt, um, I'm Egyptian. So I studied in um, Faculty of Languages at Ayn University. And then I did a postgraduate diploma on media and literary translation from the American University in Cairo. Um, and then I did a master's last year on specialized translation from the University of Royhampton in London. Yeah. Um, I've also become a certified translator uh, through the ITI, which is the Institute of Translation and Interpreting. Two years ago and i've been living in London and freelancing ever since
0: that sounds wonderful so Thank you. Uh, Nebima, tell me what's the trickiest word that you have translated so far
1: um that's a really good question because i don't have a particular word that i remember mm-hmm. um because it usually just depends on the context uh, but i do remember This particular project that I worked on, which was a book of, um, the the book of, the the book of medicine, Comprehensive Book of Medicine, which was a really, really old book, Um, uh, that has, I'd say, the most, the the, the trickiest words, not just words, because it also contained words from uh, Farsi, Persian, um, which, of course, I didn't know the meaning for, and I had to look them up to see what they meant in Arabic and then translate uh, from Arabic to English. Uh, um, but yeah, I, that was, I'd say, the, the trickiest project I've <laughs> done so far.
0: That sounds like a very interesting project. What, uh, who's the writer of this book?
1: Um, uh, so he was an old scholar, um, Abubakar Razi,
0: Okay. okay.
1: I think he was actually Persian.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about that, but I've heard of him. He has done a lot Mm -hmm. of work in medicine. I think, I believe, he's the person who first used uh, cat guts to uh, do surgery. Really? Am Am I mixing up my names?
1: I just remember he had the most peculiar ways for you know treating um, diseases, mm-hmm. and that was really interesting.
0: <laughs> what is one of those? Uh, what is one of those weird ways of treating diseases?
1: Um, so the use of uh, some herbs that we've never heard of mm-hmm. right now. And I remember back then um, I used to ask my sister who's a a vet and she would tell me this is actually, we don't actually use this now and this is actually not even right. So it's just the way he experimented with everything was very interesting.
0: That's wonderful. He sounds like a very um, scientific guy.
1: Yeah he was he definitely
0: was <laughs> yeah so uh, what about you how did you become a translator were you interested in anything else before when you were younger
1: um so the interesting thing is that when i graduated i never actually uh thought i wanted to, to do translation as a career
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but the first, the first job that I got was a translation job and slowly I learned that I really, really love Arabic. I always knew I loved English because I always loved to read and write in English ever since I was maybe 10 or 12 years old. Um, but I only discovered my love and my passion for Arabic uh, later when I when I. Uh, when I had more experience with translation and just um, uh, reading in Arabic and just writing and how translation is so creative, uh, especially that the Arabic language is so vast, Yeah um, So I guess maybe it just after two or three years that I just de- that I decided that oh my god I just love translation, and I do want to continue like to take it as a, as a career so yeah
0: that sounds wonderful actually because um arabic is a very beautiful poetic language but it's hard i think for non-native speakers to learn it so there are very few people who are not arabs who speak arabic fluently and appreciate it
1: that's very true yeah yeah
0: because there is so much nuance in simple words, and uh there was one of these tricky words i uh which I recorded earlier to prior to this recording is really a special very nuanced tricky word so um I think yeah. that I think that Arabic translators, anyone who works from or into Arabic, are like the diamonds of the translation industry. Yeah, go through a lot of hard work to bring up, you know, to shine. Just like diamonds, they they have. It's basically you can compress coal and get. Uh, diamond
1: yeah 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 yeah. I agree also because Eric like speaking of the vast uh, vocabulary of Arabic and when you translate from Arabic into English and then you're trying so hard to find that particular word yeah in English which actually doesn't exist because Eric has like very very um, specific words that you'll actually never find in English so sometimes it can be really frustrating but then it also makes you appreciate the language so much.
0: Yeah that's why I named this podcast Tart Bites because yeah. it, it can be sweet and sour at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah so uh, what what is a Interesting project that you have uh, worked on recently.
1: Um, I think because of the coronavirus, I haven't had so much work to do. Um, but the the ones that I usually enjoy are um, surveys that I get from one of my clients, uh, medical surveys, and I really enjoy doing medical translations. Um, especially if medical is not uh, if it's not very very technical med- medicine. Yeah. So these surveys are really really fun to to do. Um, so and you, this this is the, yeah.
0: Sorry, go ahead. Uh,
1: no, I just saying, this is the. I think this was the last project that I got.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. So you're, um, you're. Are you specialized in medical translation, or do you just do it casually? Because you just told me about the book of medicine that you translated, and then now you're translating medical surveys.
1: Yes, yes. I am I, I am um, um, specialized in medical um, media and literary.
0: That sounds wonderful. Nice, nice, round skill set.
1: Yeah, thank you, Um, also because my my sisters are doctors and my husband's a doctor, so I get that privilege of asking the doctor around.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I get that, I get that. What advice would you give to aspiring translators, people who are studying translation now or people who graduated with some other thing and um, are now looking to get into the field of translation?
1: Yeah, okay. Um, So my first advice would be be patient. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When you've done no translations at all, and you might might have to accept rates that you don't like um, just so you can get other work from other clients and then gradually raise uh, your rate. A bit by bit. Uh, my second advice would be: read, read a lot in both in English and in Arabic, because um, that's where you get the the creativity uh, from both languages. And if you can, if you have time, do definitely do some volunteer translation work. Um, for example, translators without borders—they um, have tons of work to do and they're always on the lookout for, um, for translators. Um, and you also get to, because they have their own translation tool,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is an online tool, so you also get introduced to uh, computer-assisted translation tools, because um, mm-hmm. that is also very, very important to many translation agencies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, these are the most important. Pieces, by
0: bye. So speaking of CAT tools, do you think that uh, machine translation will uh, make us redundant?
1: Um, what do you mean by redundant?
0: Sorry, I mean, would, 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 uh, would speaking of CAT tools, Would uh, machine translation become better than humans in the near future, replace us?
1: Um, I've seen this question so many times, and I keep thinking that at least for Arabic, I don't think so, because Arabic is a very tricky language and it has its special um, structure, sentence structure. Um, so I think it 's very different from many other languages, and at least in some specializations i don 't think that 's possible for literary translation, for example, um, where you just you just need the human creativity and you can never find this creativity in machine translation um, because it 's a machine after all, and you will always need the creativity of a human. To make a translation as perfect as possible, so no, I don't think I don't think that's possible at all. Or maybe I'm just biased to being a human translator.
0: Well, I think you're right because I believe that um, I believe I'm, I'm religious. I believe that God created us to do different types of work as humans, we are all not similar. Each person has their own creativity. So if you work on a book translation and I also work on the same book translation, there might be a difference based on just our personalities and our personal view of things. And it would both, both translations could be accurate based uh, based on the proper understanding of lot behind the book and so on?
1: What do you think of that? I completely agree. Um, I think, especially when we talk about literary translation, this is especially true uh, because I've attended a couple of uh, literary translation workshops and summer schools, and I've seen just how differently we translated uh, just one sentence. Yeah. It's not. It wasn't even a paragraph. It was just one sentence, and how we flipped sentences around. And I don't think machine translation will do that.
0: <laughs> I don't think that either. But um, there are people who do think that that some at some point uh, machines will become cleverer, cleverer than humans.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but I think humans were created especially and it's not easy to emulate the same type of intelligence into like a machine.
1: I completely agree, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, speaking of machine translation, have you got any funny machine translations that you've come across?
1: um so when i was doing my masters we had this module uh for translation tools and part of the module was just looking at machine translation Mm -hmm. tools and um we did look at google translate and another one which it just the name just doesn't is not on at the top of my head right now but i do remember that specifically for Arabic it didn't make sense at all the sentences were they weren't actually sentences they were just words next to each other that didn't make any sense and that's actually when I realized that uh, Google Translate is is really good but in
0: comparison
1: to this other machine translation
0: I think Google Translate can be good at some times. Um, It's good for single words. Uh, You can use it as a dictionary also, but sometimes you you have a very long paragraph, even Google Translate fails
1: that's true yeah yeah that's true i think I, I usually use google translate just like you said like in um simple words uh sometimes just very small sentences just to get a glimpse of how it would uh do the sentence as opposed to what i do because sometimes it does translate like really well yeah but it can like, it can, I can't say that happens when it comes to like really complex projects or sentences.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So tell me about the dictionaries you use while you're applied from using Google Translate as a dictionary. Do you have any go-to websites or uh physical dictionaries like books with you that you use
1: um I don't have a physical dictionary uh, although that's definitely uh, on my list mm-hmm. um of course I use ma'ani yeah uh but al-ma'ani can also be very tricky uh, with translation
0: i agree with that wholeheartedly sometimes
1: yeah yeah
0: i'm appalled at the translation quality on al-ma'ani especially when it comes to specialized terms Where we need to look at the whole context and then you get this um you get this weird equivalent in arabic or the english word or the opposite it usually mostly happens for, for english into arabic and yeah you have to really improvise and look up other dictionaries or use other um, other tools have yeah you context reversal
1: um i don't like reversal for some reason um uh i've tried it like a few times and I realized that there are better ways to uh, to find what i what I need so one one thing that really uh, that's really helpful for me is using prose.com mm-hmm. um, and just asking the community and that's really helpful because sometimes uh, translators, translators other translators can um, give you answers with links so if you have an answer and then they give you a link then then you get to see how reliable that answer is um and you also because sometimes you just you just don't know what's you know the term but you don't know what is the perfect term um for translation
0: i agree with that collaboration very important for yeah. translators
1: yeah so so you get a sort of reassurance from other um, translators and mm-hmm. um, so so that's really helpful that's really really useful
0: other than prosy.com have you got any other uh, groups or um, communities that you are a part of whether online or offline
1: um, no, just, um, sometimes just my own gloss- uh, glossaries, uh, sometimes I download, uh, uh, glo- like online glossaries, mm-hmm. um, or, like, specialized dictionaries, yeah. and they're all soft copy, I have them on my laptop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about continuing uh, professional education? What kind of uh, activities do you uh, do to make sure you're doing your, um, you know, you're keeping your skill set fresh?
1: Yeah, Um, so in terms of the, um, I'm always on the lookout for uh, workshops and summer schools and I make sure I attend one each year uh, because, especially in the UK, uh, there are so many opportunities for workshops and summer schools and just uh, short courses. And uh, that's in comparison to where I I am from, from uh, Egypt. Uh, so there are so many opportunities here, um, and I've, this year I've attended attended the. A workshop in charge mm-hmm. uh, which was an association uh, with the uh, bridge council mm-hmm. uh, last year I attended a summer school at the University of Warwick and then the year before uh, University of East Anglia um, also a summer school literary translation summer school mm-hmm. um, so I make sure I have like a workshop or summer school and then just online courses
0: mm-hmm.
1: um from websites, um, there's a very, very popular website that's called I think ECPD Webinars, mm-hmm. and it has uh, videos and um, and courses, um, and they usually give you a certificate at the end of the of the course.
0: Yeah,
1: um, that that was really useful at the beginning for me uh, when I wasn't in the UK.
0: Yeah um yeah and
1: also pros and pros they have like uh, so many online events and webinars which you can pay for
0: yes that's so
1: these are really useful as well yeah
0: okay so do you translate for fun
1: um i used to at the beginning Uh, to be honest Uh, now I don't Mm -hmm. Um, but I can say that I have uh, like whenever I'm watching something and there are subtitles and subtitles are in Arabic I'm always always looking at how it's translated the the, the translations and I just can't help I think that's a problem (laughs) I can't help focusing on the actual movie that i'm watching I'm, I'm actually I'm actually focusing on the translation that's there yeah. so that's like a hobby you can say
0: what happens to me as well we'll be watching something on netflix and i'm like i'm reading the arabic and the english is playing in the background and i'm like okay this is right but i've never come across it before like they, yeah they use really cl- uh, kind of like some some classical Arabic terms as well in Netflix. Um,
1: yeah.
0: It's like,
1: you
0: know. Yeah. So aside from that, what do you do for fun?
1: Okay. Um, I write. I really like writing, uh, whether it's creative writing or just journal writing in the morning. Um I play the piano.
0: Wow, okay.
1: Yeah. And I read. Obviously, I love reading. Uh
0: What genre of books do you read?
1: Oh, uh, I'm always so confused when I'm asked this question because there's there's no particular genre that I like when it comes to fiction. Uh, but when it comes to nonfiction, I'm really interested in psychology and Islamic psychology. Um,
0: Can you recommend which
1: I Islamic find. psychology? Um, so, um, to be honest, I'm just beginning to to read. Uh, in Islamic psychology and there's this book. It's called um, Contemplation from an Islamic Perspective.
0: Okay. Um,
1: because I've been reading about meditation and its effect on um, mental illness and then I realized that we have contemplation in Islam. Um, so I can use it as a form of meditation. Uh, so, so, yeah. Uh, so th- the book is called... Um, um, I think Contemplation from, um, from an Islamic perspective.
0: Okay, no problem. You can take your time to uh, find the title and we'll drop a link to, to it for anyone who is interested in Dubai.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I just found it. So it's called Contemplation, colon, and Islamic Psycho-Spiritual Study
0: wow that sounds like it is a bit um uh, a bit a bit of a not not so much as a popular psychology book it's a bit more heavier i guess
1: um well it's a study yeah so but the book is not very long it's 150 pages so it shouldn't be that um
0: yeah yeah, yeah that makes it less of a that makes it more interesting because i think i wouldn't want to read like a 300 400 page book on contemplation
1: yeah yeah i completely agree yeah that that's Probably exactly why I it. <laughs> because it's not too long instead sorry
0: I said I'd rather do the com- t- contemplation instead. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely
0: meditation in the morning. Ten minutes of meditation in the morning—that's that's easy to do. Oh like reading three hundred. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just that's just fine. um, sorry, say it. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I was just going to say, just um, that curiosity of, you know, um, comparing what's in the West with what we have, we already have in Islam. That's what I find really interesting, yeah. Yeah, that
0: sounds wonderful. Okay, Nerma. for your time we'll wrap this up um, and hopefully we'll talk soon yeah thank you thank you very much for attending thank you very much for giving us your time and your advice and your personal anecdotes they have been this was a very interesting conversation
1: yeah yeah thank you so much
0: yeah thank you thank you thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed listening please please rate and review the podcast it would mean a lot to me thanks again and see you on the next episode